Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Live last day of the UCC, Danny. Round three, Paul. Finally, man. I'll tell you what, it's been an amazing weekend, an overwhelming response from our fans. Thank you for all of you who reached out to us during the event, posted it on our Facebook, shot us messages and emails, came and talked to us here at the UCC. It's been crazy to meet so many fans of the show. Tons of fans, and that's been awesome. But let me kind of paint a picture real quick for our listeners. We're standing in the tower outside on this beautiful day. It's supposed to be gorgeous today, uh, right around, what, 65 degrees? Yeah. And Paul and I and Rich have had a bird's eye view of this whole event all throughout uh, the weekend. But today we're going to take our mics down to the track and try to get some trackside um, you know, interviews or com- uh, commitments so we can talk to the drivers after the UCC. Absolutely. And, you know, I think talking about this is uh, one of the big things everybody, I think, has kind of been smashing the website right and like yeah. really going after it and i mean i think uh, so many people logged on it probably crashed the server the other night uh it's just been an overwhelming response so of course we do have some current standings uh yesterday in the horsepower and torque category sean baca putting it down two years in a row 2400 horsepower actually 2447 3311 was uh his numbers for the day now just to clarify these guys can pull the best horsepower number from yep. a pole and they also can pull the best torque number from a pole that's right so they get five minutes to load the truck they get 20 minutes to run the truck and they get five minutes to unload the truck so you got a 20 minute window to make as many runs as you can now the crazy thing about sean baca's run there's guys hanging out of the door reaching in the bed fiddling with nitrous bottles while it's rolling coal while it's on the rollers while it's smoking while it's going it was a uh, wild sight to say nothing else it takes a huge team to do that Look who we have here. Hey, oh what's going God. on? Ryan Milliken, Ryan how are you? How are you doing, doing man? You want to come, come on here over here, jump in on the podcast? Questions? Let me uh, do this over here first. Work your way back down. All right. Cool, man. We've got a lot of people walking around here. We're in the media tower, of course, and you'd expect that, I guess. And that's kind of what this whole weekend has been like is uh, everywhere you turn, there's always somebody that you recognize from the diesel industry. Uh, getting back to our horsepower and torque numbers yeah. from yesterday, Levon coming out as our points leader in first place right now. I wouldn't say a huge surprise. Just about everybody we asked for a prediction said Levon's the guy to beat, and he proved it two years in a row uh, here at the UCC. Pulled an 863 on the track, pulled 2399 uh, horsepower and 2712 for torque, and that gives him a total score for the weekend so far at 1623. 308. Now, Danny, you got a little bit of insight how these points are calculated. Yeah, they've got an algebraic equation on how it's done, and we'll post that because uh, it's kind of cool to see. Absolutely, yeah. So depending on how many, how much horsepower and how much torque you get, they come up with a combined number. There's a little bit of math, and then they give you a final score. What, and that's kind of been the same thing all the way through. One guy told me, he goes, man, when they started putting letters in uh, math, he goes, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose currently sitting as our points leader in second place, or I'm sorry, our, our second place in the points uh, run. He had 2,047 horsepower, 2,778 foot-pounds of torque yesterday. Man, that was a nasty truck, Danny. Always impressive by D. Rose. That blue paint, that billet uh, common rail block with that 12-valve head. You know, we had him on before the uh, event and sounded like he was doing a lot of stuff, hoping that it was going to work. It paid off. It did. It paid off in a big way. And he can go home with a... a lot of uh, happy thoughts what happened this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this is something I don't think we expected to see. Danny and I were talking on the uh, about four and a half hour, five hour drive down to Indy, 
and we really thought we would see one, two, and three being Cummins. Yeah. Uh, just in, in the history of pretty much all the big events, that's what we've seen. That's really what we expected. But Wade Minter throwing it down. Holding huh? it down. Holding it down for the Duramaxes. Absolutely. Um, the only Duramax, like you said, in the top three, to top, I don't know, five, In the top five, six, for sure, yeah. Seven? Yeah, there's there's quite a few in here. <laughs> yeah, um, all Cummins, heavy yeah. on the Cummins. It, it, re it really is. Uh, they make the power. You know, we know that. They respond really well from turbos and uh, everything else. And, yeah, those guys have uh, put it together. They've brought out a real solid show. But I thought Wade Minter being out here with Truck Source Diesel and Chris Buheider yeah. and uh, all the other boys, Ray and everybody else, uh, really supporting them. They had a big crew. Even uh, Canadians, we had down the boys from Blower Max team. Yeah. Actually, a long time ago, we're involved in the Triple Max project, uh, Wade Minter's truck or trucks, and there's a whole history there. We're going to have to get all those guys on to kind of sort out what ton, the story is. a ton of history here. But yeah, we did get to see Jamie Stajanowski and Brian Spooner from Blower Max. They were down here with Wade Minter and the boys from Truck Source Diesel. Of course, Sean, ba Sean Baca holding it down, a 12-288. Some issues with the trans again. I think a uh, similar story to last year is what we're going to hear from him. We're really hoping to get an interview sh very shortly here after the show. Sean's always a good competitor, and I feel like he represents uh, industrial injection very well. Absolutely. Donovan Harris, Armor Inc., you know, we kind of said he snuck up out of nowhere because yeah. he, he wasn't on our radar, but yeah. I think he was on a lot of other people's radar. You definitely don't want to underestimate anybody here that has an entry, and let alone a, a truck like that that came in here and uh, last, well, last night there was two trucks left, and... You know, two trucks left, and the crowd stayed around the whole time. Oh, yeah, all the way till the end. They wanted to watch. No, um, it, it, I, I don't know if that was strategic. I, I don't know. There were some questions going on, but LeVon did pull last, and everybody was waiting to see what he was going to put up, especially after Sean Baca had the 2,400 horsepower. LeVon was just so close with that uh, mechanical injection setup they swapped over to for the dyno. Yeah. Yeah, it's – LeVon definitely uh, – I don't know – if they had much sleep this weekend, yeah, but they're going to be definitely wiped out by the time uh, they get back to their hometown. I don't think those boys slept at all, and probably uh, pretty true for a lot of our competitors. I know uh, Warren Diesel, Jesse Warren, uh, they put it down really hard, holding sixth place, 1611 horsepower, 2422 uh, in the torque range. They got uh, some real points, man. I think that's one of the things is we talk to a lot of guys about what's your strategy. A lot of guys who had their strategy, their strategy was pretty much get to day three. If yeah. I could pull, it doesn't matter how far I pull. It doesn't matter how much I pull. Just get there. Just pull, right? If I could hook to the slide and move yeah. it, we're set. And I think that's because we have a lot of drag racers here. It's been hard to keep the trucks together to make it to day three. So that's been the strategy. I feel like the common thread that a lot of people have been trying to reach for. Yeah. Um, ben the, Shady with Dunright Diesel holding it down in ninth place. And uh, Cody Hale in eighth with uh, Anarchy Diesel. They put on a really good show this weekend. Huge, huge. Their Cummins was no joke. Would they run like a high nine? Yeah, yeah. Um, Anarchy Diesel, 990. Yeah. Yeah. 9913. And then, of course, Mike Graves, our buddies. We interviewed Mike yesterday. If you guys haven't listened to that, uh, go back and check it out. We got him on just after he got off the dyno. Well, wasn't ecstatic about his number, but I'll tell you what, 10th place with an Allison. That says something. Yeah. Especially for they're a smaller shop compared to many of the other top five competitors out here. Um, I think they put on a – I think they came here and they proved their point, regardless oh, of what happens. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Und undoubtedly. As long as you don't scratch up the paint too much out there, huh? Today, they're about ready to do the national anthem and get the truck pull started. And this is the event that I've been waiting for for the whole weekend, personally, Paul. You know me. I'm a sled puller at heart. And oh, yeah. 
uh, I can't wait to see what 2,000 plus horsepower is going to do in the dirt. I mean, that dirt. just seems crazy. Yep. And if you can keep it together today and, you know, I think last year, uh, you know, these guys were pulling 340, three, um, I think, you know, right in that area. If they let them go that far and they let them hook today and they don't have the sled too heavy and they have a constant uh, number. Yeah, I wonder about that. I, I wonder if they're going to weigh them down and try to keep them closer to the 300-foot mark. Yeah. You know, it's tough with this horsepower spread. As we look through it, our lowest in the horsepower, I want to say, was just under 1,000. Our highest, obviously, 2,400. So there's about a good 1,400 horsepower spread throughout the field. That's not something we, we've, we've never seen that big of a spread yeah. at, at a sled pull before, right? We reset the weights in between the classes. Right. So to have this opportunity here to where we can do that, I think uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Oh, hey, and he's back. What's going on, Ryan? Oh, you know, wandering, seeing what's going on for the morning. Ryan, now uh, you were out to do some drag racing. We saw you in a fire suit yesterday, or on sorry, on day one here. Yeah, I was uh, since Chase Fleece won or drove our truck in the sled pull last year. Uh, it was uh, I don't know, kind of fair. Or just I hopped in his for the drag race, and I drove it. And uh, Andrew Tavornik. Um, had me jump in the black truck, which is my old truck, just to make sure that what was going on with it wasn't driver error. And it did the same thing over again, so we took it apart and fixed it. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what'd you, how'd you do then? Uh, the truck, uh, the drag race on, um, on Chase Felice's truck, it was tons and tons of power, untusted setup. That thing was like uh, best described as... Squirrely monster? Yeah, like dra drag racing a scared cat on a wood floor. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it just stood straight up in the air and scratched all over the place. Oh, and, I have uh, it on GoPro. Yeah. You launched it. You you got sideways. You got out of it. You you hit it again, mm -hmm. and you got sideways again, and then you got back into yeah, it again. I mean, I wanted to put a number on the board. To yeah. Just do anything, you know. The I ended up with like a 15 or a 16, something. It wasn't even fast enough to count as a score. That, that so. was the wildest ride, though. Yeah. I mean, I, every every time I even gave it throttle, it it stood up and. You know, it, that thing wanted to run. Did you see the track after your run? I did not. You, like no. the the imprint of the tires was just was it, was unbelievable. It, it was awesome. I got it on GoPro. You could see it. everywhere you hit the throttle. <laughs> yeah. <It was> throttle <laughs> mark, throttle mark, all the way down. We've been doing some some no prep racing and uh, you know radio racing and and stuff like that. So we've had I've had a lot of practice of you know not quite getting a good start, being able to regroup and still good on the track. So I you know I figured I'd get away with it in that truck and it wasn't having it. It wouldn't give it to me. Wow. What's the plan to get that thing to hook up? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that whole crew, uh, Fleece Performance, you know, uh, Tony Durhammer, the chassis guy, and and uh, and Jake and, and Chase himself, those guys have been turning a wrench in a the truck. They've got a plan. Um, I believe they intend to race in that truck in some super street races this year. So based off what we learned in that one pass, they've already made changes. We just, you know, because they didn't let us run, you know, they shut us down early and didn't let us run the next day. Even though they took our, you know, some of our time away in the drag race, um, we didn't get a we didn't get a chance to go retry it. So, we have no idea if the changes they made are for the better or worse. I guess the best way I could describe it was the horsepower in the truck definitely pushed past the uh, traction. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, it was nasty. That, that truck made an effortless 1,850 some horse yesterday. Uh, I mean, driving it on the on the racetrack, it felt like it was electric. I mean, you roll into the throttle and the throttle's there now. There was no, there's no, there's no press the throttle, wait for it, and come on later. I mean, it's when my pedal was or my pedal was on the floor, the tires were already on fire. So, it was, it was a fun ride. It looked, it looked like a lot of fun. Now, racing's not the only reason you were out this weekend. You got a little bit of a toy out there in the booth, huh? 
Yeah, well, we, um, you know, I live in Florida. This this event, you know, had some build up to it up here in Indy. So you've been freezing your butt off all weekend. Yeah, yeah, well, it's actually <laughs> nice out today, finally. Yeah. But um, but we, uh, you know, like I said, I'm from Florida, so we come all the way up here to Indy. We're racing next weekend in uh, North Carolina. We needed to do some testing while we're up here. We're changing some parts while we're up here. Um, so it just it made no sense for us to go all the way home you know come all the way here go all the way home get the car then come all the way back so we just brought it with us awesome and it, you know it's a it's a crowd favorite oh so we, yeah uh diamond asked me to have it in their booth so it that's where it's at you know the first two days and uh now it's sitting in the suncoast booth over there walk our listeners through the build what do you got what's the toy uh it is a 66 nova chevy 2 um it was built and raced by mickey tesner at uh, mickey's chassis works out in oklahoma um it's a it's a synergy green beautiful little car on uh, on small tires on radials um i've been following his build following his you know following that car for a long time uh, i walked up on it at pri this past year with a for sale sign on it and i i mean as soon as i saw the for sale sign i just i started looking around to, for where mickey was at because i was ready to take it home <laughs> <laughs> so we um we made the deal and uh december 23rd third or 24th or i think i think i drove home on christmas eve with the car <laughs> so we did our we did our christmas stuff you know and i went straight to work on the car and uh we put a we, we you know everybody thinks i chopped it up and i ruined the car you know the diehard gas guys but literally all we did was we unbolted the big block took it out bolted the cummins in made front motor mounts for it the turbo 400 was already there we just put a lockup one in as opposed to the non-lockup one uh new drive shaft and i wired it and the all the turbo components and everything we use we we uh, tied right into the intercooler it was already in the car so we literally just repowered it very minimal welding or cutting or anything and uh we were racing at lights out um second week of february oh my god that's a quick turnaround yeah it, the i wish i would have had more testing at lights out the you know i went there basically that i could start it and move under its own power and that's all i was confident that it would do huh. so we took it to lights out the first burnout ever was in front of a bazillion people at that damn race <laughs> so we uh we learned a lot in a very short amount of time and ruined a lot of stuff um but you know we basically basically threw the kitchen sink at it every single pass knowing we had to try to get down the track with these guys and uh you know that that taught us a lot and now we're the last five passes we've made in the car i've been racing it for this is this is the first weekend in three week three weekends we haven't raced it so um so we've, we've raced three consecutive weekends what are you straight. having withdrawals or what a little bit yeah you know i keep driving it around and i, I kind of just want to stop and do a burnout and just get it out of my system well actually i <laughs> wanted to see the car do an exhibition run in front of everybody a lot of people did uh a lot of people were giving me a hard time why we haven't and uh you know if we had if we had the car entered in the competition or if we you know had someone to race here or something then that was that was different but you know the reason i didn't even enter ucc to begin with is because last year i was a competitor um, and you know, being that I'm, I'm a tuner for a living, I ended up competing against a majority of my customers that were here. And so I'm trying to compete myself, let alone compete against them and tune their stuff so they can beat me. And it just, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it, I mean, conflict there was, there was no problems, but it was definitely conflict of interest. Yeah. So I decided last year that I would just come and support everybody sure. however I could. Awesome. And if I ended up playing with my race car, taking it down the track, that was going to take away from potential support, you know, of, of, a, of okay. a competitor in need. So I decided to just leave it parked in the booth. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny, have you got a chance to go down and check out the car yet? The car is unbelievable. You can stare at it. it the craftsmanship. It was well put together. Nice job. All, all that is to is to be blamed on Mickey. I mean that that car <laughs> was a beautiful rolling carcass when I got it. I just put a beautiful motor in it and hit all the wires. So <laughs> all the attention to detail in the whole car is Mickey. I haven't changed anything on it. 
It well, just, I mean, that's the <laughs> wheels that came on it. That's, I haven't changed anything. What's it putting down for power? Have you got a track time with it yet? Yeah, uh, our last five passes in a row have been anywhere from 491 to 483, all at 149 miles an hour. Wow. Um, so the, the car weighs 36 and change with me in it. That puts trap, uh, trap speed horsepower, um, high 1700s to the tire, uh, low 1900s flywheel if you're using the calculators online. That's nasty, man. What are you? What's the turbo setup in there? It's a single GTX 55 Gen 2 uh, Garrett uh, 88 millimeter. Um, I've, I've got three stages of nitrous on it as well. Uh, one stage to help me spool that damn thing. I can actually outspool. <laughs> I can actually outspool most of the gas turbo cars at these events. So because you know they're not using nitrous and I am, so I come in and grab the trans brake and floor it, and it just takes off. So and then we've got two two power kits that come on pretty quick to keep that radial tire planted. Um, and uh, but yeah, she's she's bad. Um, we're gonna this week between now and Rudy's, we're gonna go down to S and S, and they have a set of larger injectors for us because we're currently tapped on what we can do on our injectors. Um, I realized that my nitrous nozzles were only 078 ID, uh, so when I switched from 080 pills to 100 pills and gained nothing, and I couldn't figure out why, and scratched my head for a week, I started taking stuff apart and I measured the, no the nozzles and realized that I put a big pill in a small nozzle and it didn't do anything. So uh, we've, we're gonna get the drill out for that one and go ahead and fix that. <laughs> my, my theory on jets, or you just take them out and run a line. Uh, well, you gotta have at least some sort of jet there as a, as a, uh, a ceiling ring. So otherwise you get a boost leak. But yeah, if you, if you, put, a, if you put a, you know, anything larger than a 078 orifice jet, on you know that that nozzle all it becomes is a ceiling ring and the nozzle is your jet right so and you know without taking everything back apart and redrilling my my piping and all that other stuff the best thing we can do right now is just to well one of two things i can split the big solenoids up and run them run a y nozzle but even then those are like 060 id but there's two of them so i can split it up into four jets but it's still becoming through the same hole um, or just take the ones I have and just run a drill through them. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Precision machining. Yeah, yeah with, with a vice and a drill. <laughs> Precision. Danny, isn't that the same way you honed out your injectors and your uh, LBZ? <laughs> yeah, actually, same exact way. <laughs> same exact yeah. way, yeah, just a vice and a drill. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson. I'm Danny Voss. And Ryan Milliken. Thanks for listening.